Hello, hello, hello. It's your girl, Teresa, and we are back with another episode of Culture versus Kingdom, Toxicity in the Black Community. And today we are going to be discussing how we as Black people have been hurt by the Black community. Today we are going to be getting really personal about our own personal experiences, whether it really be family, schoolmates, um, colorism, whatever it is, activism, how we have been hurt by our own community. And we will really just be having a conversation about that because here we confront traumas. So nonetheless, we have here joining us, um, same as last time, we have Devin, we have the Rices, Jared and Rakia, we have Juan, we have Monique and Cameron, we have Janae, we have Evans, we have Jaden, and we have Mackenzie. Awesome. Let's get right into it, guys. How has the Black community hurt you? It's our own people are forcing this thing of toxic masculinity on our people. And it's hurt. It's hurt me because it's just like, there's no way for, for us to defend it. It's like, literally, you can be accused of something and that's it. You did it. And it's, that, that's, I think society is, is failing, failing us. But of course, it's supposed to do that. Uh, I agree. I mean, obviously, we see the news and everything that's going on. And I think one thing that I hate that sometimes I'm like, man, why do we do that? I think in America, I feel like we battle white people so much about certain things. And then at the same time, you don't realize you're playing into like the same game you think that they don't like traps you in. You know, this area you like, oh no, they trying to get us. You know what I mean? It's like, I ain't doing that. And then, but then you don't realize that same kind of idea what they're trying to control is happening here. So and agreeing with that, but at the same time, you don't even know, like, it's not like people haven't always been trying to like spread lies and rumors <laughs> to tear like down legacies anyway, you know? So, but at the same time, I think with certain things, we have to be able to really, um, and this is just a very, you know, basic, this ain't like spiritual life, but just in the black community, I think sometimes we like jump on to the bandwagon so that way we don't be left out in a way or feel like outsiders still, even though they already treat us like that. You want to like be involved in it so much. You don't want to be the one on the outside that you will agree, even though you don't realize it's in tearing down your own people. You know what I mean? And so, um, yeah, I think, and like you said, and you can be accused of anything now and then it's, it's facts until you're guilty until proven innocent, basically. So, so now I agree with, uh, with you, Debbie. I mean, um, for me growing up mixed, uh, I never really felt welcome, like growing up now I do, but I never felt welcome in either community. So like not feeling black enough. Yeah. Um, not, for, I'm not saying yet to being black enough. Uh, I grew up in a project, y'all. I'm black and black to the black community. So there's that. <laughs> Um, but I got hurt by the Black community during the um, Black Lives Matter movement last year. And I got hurt because I wasn't one of those people that were vocally speaking up about it. And what the Black community did, like Jaden said, was flip the, do the same thing that the white people do to us. Um, and so they begin to pretty much oppress Black people who weren't speaking up about the Black movement. 
And those posts used to really bother me because I'm like, wait, first of all, this don't take away how black that I am. I'm very black. Okay. Whatever that means. Then there's that, right. Whatever that means. Yes. So down to my skin tone, down to where I came from, down to my mama's face, my daddy's face. I'm not mixed. It ain't none of that. Like I get as black as it is. And I I'm also not ignorant. Right. So I'm also not a black woman who's ignorant. Um, I'm very in tune Um, but I'm also a woman of God. And so I choose my battles. And so when the, the protests and stuff was happening, I have friends who are really close to me who are like also women of God and they were super out there marching and like standing for this. And, oh, if you're not speaking up, then you fought a problem and the nerve of you to make certain comments like that. And so that really hurt my feelings simply because the instruction that I received was if you're going to go out and march, preach the gospel. And I said, okay, so I know whose kingdom I'm fighting for, which, which kingdom am I fighting for? And so my feelings got hurt where Christian black people were trying to make you choose between fighting for an agenda that comes from the world. And we know who the prince of the air is of this world. So now I'm fighting for Satan's agenda, agenda versus the Lord's agenda. But I don't, I didn't see marching being a solution. Um, we've seen it done plenty of times before, and yet we're in the same cycle again. And yet we're seeing the same police brutality again. And and yet we're still seeing people be killed again. And then we're killing each other again. Like the cycle has not stopped, which means it goes back to this issue, the root issue being a spiritual thing. And so until I see somebody be like, yo, let's, let's call a prayer rally. Let's be out here waging war in these communities, in these black and brown communities and Latino communities. That's the kind of war. If somebody called me like we're going on a prayer march, but it's people who really feel with the Holy Ghost and we really about to be wilding it up in these streets. I'm here for it. That's that day. I'm going to be real black and real down for the kingdom of God. Um, I think there's this pressure to base your identity in your race. Right? Whereas you're. Um, children of God so we base our identity in Christ so I think that's where I think the biggest difference is but yeah I totally understand feeling hurt by the black community um, in that way and not really um, I guess advocating during BLM and I also agree with Mo that uh, I also haven't felt completely welcomed into the black community for not being black enough. I am, I am, both of my parents are black, but I still haven't felt welcome because I guess my interests sometimes don't always align with what I guess is the norm. But um, I feel like there are some stereotypes that are perpetuated within our community um, that we want to dismantle, but at the same time, we perpetuate them um i think like for me uh the black community has like hurt me in a way as far as like my environment and how i grew up because like being like okay for example like i'm from philly so that's like a i grew up in the hood you have a like how you walk how you talk is really like different you know what i'm saying um like even like with the women like a lot of women are more masculine or like whatever the case is. So having friends or even like being with someone who is completely different or come from a different background and 
sharing my story or just telling people how I grew up, it kind it kind of sort of hurt me because of my experiences and what I've been through. That it kind of it it already like people already have like that stereotype or that thing of like oh she is because she has like friends in this area or uh, friends who do this or friends who are locked up in jail that this is the kind of person that she is when it's like so I feel like I have to like I don't want to say that's part of me because I'm stripping it away from me and I'm understanding that I can literally be whoever I want to be and not because of where I come from if that makes sense so um like I'm weird. I like do fun things. Like I don't always have to be this tough person or people like how I dress and people may think, oh, she's a thug or oh, this and oh, that. You get what I'm saying? Like that whole type of thing because of where I came from. But it's like it, it kind of hurts me because I feel like I'm not I'm not trying to impress people, but it's kind of sort of like I have to in a sense. So I won't be seen as that but at the like at the same time it's like I felt like I had to soften up or I had to you know change to be like I don't want to say accept it but for people to understand that they don't have to be afraid of me or they don't have to look at me in a certain light so I don't know it I'm still like battling with battling with it because like especially with the people that I meet out here like everyone is so different and it opened my eyes that, OK, not everybody out, not everybody is out to get me. Not everybody is this or I don't have to have my guard up 24 seven. You know what I'm saying? So and also, I think that's what um, like a lot of you guys were saying, just like finding yourself and finding like what God wants you to be. You know what I'm saying? And you don't have to be your what your experiences are. You don't have like you don't have to be none of that. I think a personal way that I've been hurt by the black community, I think, <clears throat> I think I was, I guess my household, my house, um, hold is a part of the black community, right? All of our household, because this is the, the, the places we're coming from. This is our, our foundations. And, um, and I think, you know, even many of my friends, like people I grew up with, you know, looking at the place, the households that we came from, um, you know, really hurt us. You know what I'm saying, and and it, it may not have been on purpose, but I think that that's ultimately. I think my deepest hurt from the black community came from my own my own home. You know, um, <clears throat> like um, you know, growing up with, with with a single mother. You know, my father never being present, and uh, and maybe my mom feeling like. You know, in order for me to be a man, she you know what I'm saying one show me be quote unquote man, you know, when she won't show me a certain kind of affection, you know, I, I don't know if I, I've shared this before, but my mother just in 2020 in the, in the kind of like the thick, the thick of Corona for the first time in my life told me whether it was verbally through a text message or anything for the first time, my mother told me, I love you. Was 20 was 2020. Man. I'm 29 years old this year. And it's not because she doesn't love me. You know what I'm saying? But, but, um, so, so that, 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 that's ultimately, man, I think that's where my deepest hurt comes from is that we come from so many, uh, like the homes, the environments, the places we come from are so broken that, you know, the people we come from are broken. And I just think, you know, whether it's intentional, intentionally or not, um, that's where, that's where my deepest hurt comes from. Another way that I, I've been hurt is like, since I've been on this journey, it's like, I felt like people thought I was so cool. 
not that I care about this at all because, man, God is so good because I really don't care about a lot of things. But people used to think I was so cool, like, you know, when I when I would, like, curse women, I'll call women the B word. You know, when I was smoking weed, you know, and I was trapping, selling drugs, I in the street, you know, being a tough guy, guy, you know, hanging with, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> we kill niggas, you know what I mean? A click, you know what I mean? When I, when, when I was, like, people embrace me. You know what I'm saying? Then they embrace me. And then like, yo, bro, like, you know, Ev is this, Ev is that all this love. And now I'm doing something that I'm not only am I benefiting from, but people around me are benefiting from it. And like, it's really this path I'm on can, can, can really save so many people. And I'm not just talking about salvation alone. You know what I'm saying? It can help so many people. And it's just like the same people that was embracing me before, you know, aren't embracing me the same way. And I'm talking about all, all black people. And, and I just think that that's another way I was hurt is that after I got on this path, it's like only one friend of mine, you understand what I'm saying? Stayed in contact with me, called me, reached out to me, not a single friend. And it's, uh, it's August uh, 28th or 29th of, of this year will make, have made one year when I've been, I've been on this journey faithfully with, with the Lord, um, only one person, not a single friend has dialed my number or came to see me since I came on this journey, got on this journey. And, and that really hurt me. So, uh, growing up like a black dancer, right. Um, or just someone in the arts period, uh, I just needed to go that route. Um, so I'm, for me, I went to a predominantly white high school and college, and they were both performing arts schools. Um, and I would just say that I feel like the Black community and the dance community um, doesn't support each other as much as we should. Um, I think that we kind of like, or in the arts community, period. Um, we know that we battle a lot against like the superiority of white people, whether it's white companies. Um, uh, and, and for me, I think the biggest thing was like ballet class. Like that was something that um, kind of hurt me a lot in the black community. So I would have these black teachers who a lot of the times I got a black girl body. So I got a booty. Um, my hips are not 180 and I do have nice feet, but glory to God. But, you know, I, I like ideally have a black girl body. And so I would have these black prima teachers who, who, you know, are graced with something different. They had legs, they had the open hips. And instead of sympathizing with the young black girl um, and helping her get to that place, um, they kind of overshadowed me or overlooked the black girls in the class like me. Um, and I think that that did um, me a disjustice in my art um, and my passion for my art because it, it starts to make me feel insecure. So then when I became an older dancer, when I came into college, um, I had to then fight through this insecurity, considering that I was also around a lot more white girls um, and white teachers in that sense. I didn't have a lot of black teachers in my institution. And so it's like, um, yeah, those things hurt me as far as like my artistry goes. And I feel like I would have gone a lot further in my artistry um, if we had the support of other black people with people who look like us um, in that sense. So I just wanted to bring that up. When I got to middle school, I kind of talked about it earlier with the colorism when 
I was like, yeah, I finally get to see and be around, you know, my people and not receiving that love, but getting uh, judged and even getting hurt by, you know, getting called names, getting called names by the black guys that I liked, getting called names by the black girls um, during that time too. You know, I hadn't obviously like develop. I was like 11 years old too. And, um, being called, you know, like being, uh, typed in by my body during that time too, because I was very, very, very skinny. And so, and people, and I got in fights and stuff like that all the time because of the fact that I just didn't, I didn't relate, but I always tried to compensate. Right. So me fighting and me doing those things was me compensating, um, for, you know, like trying to prove how black I am. Right. Like just because I live here, just because I grew up in a suburban neighborhood, I'm going to show you guys since you guys want to treat me any type of way and stuff like that. And it was it was very it was very hard to dating was hard during that time when I did live in Colorado. I mean, when I moved to Texas, too, but uh, because most of the guys during that time were only interested in white girls or mixed girls, right, because of the colorism that perpetuated itself in the areas that I lived in. And so. I was fortunate and blessed during the year that I did go to high school. I did have Mackenzie and we were able to go and, you know, be our different unique selves. But at the same time, I also know I can recall that I probably until recently, until got removed, the friends that were no longer supposed to be there, there was a level of me not living authentically because of being called you're an Oreo or you're, you know, you're white, you know, all this stuff. And I was like, this doesn't correlate. This is not what it is. Um, And so I can say that I'm actually very thankful that I went through those experiences, though, because there was a level of attachment and approval that I believe that I thought that I needed from my community. But I didn't understand until last year that my my community isn't the Black community, that my community is the kingdom community. And so that I don't have to compensate. I don't have to prove how black I am or, you know, like this is who I am. Like I can be myself. I can talk about Jesus with Zill. I can, you know, be my geeky black girl self. And that's how I am. And so, and I can perform my art and do it in a way that glorifies God. When people say that you act white, like if that's brought up in a conversation, how do we like combat that? Like, how do you respond to that? How do you act black? You don't. <laughs> How do you act black? <laughs> like, I've, I've heard someone say, um, good teachers ask questions. So when people come to me with certain questions, um, I ask a question back. So how do, I, how do you act black? What does it mean to act black? Because a lot of the times people are being very like facetious in that question. They're trying to judge you. They're, tr- they're trying to be funny. And I don't mm-hmm. know what comments. Right. So I ask people, um, so how do I act black? Like, what does it mean to act white? Do you know how to fight? Stop. (laughs) (laughs) But no, I would ask the question back. And the more that you allow for somebody else to talk, it exposes what they just said to not make sense. Like y'all saying, ask them, challenge them because um, we are light seekers exposing. It's a scripture, I believe, exposing darkness um so we're we're called here to expose them my question is for you do you still have people in your life that ask you that question not at the 
current moment i think before the roommate situation the last time it was like me and cameron visiting his family and like some of his cousins said something along the lines of one of the cousin's girlfriends was this a a black side or white side black side yeah yeah i i just recommend like again you have to know that they're coming from a place of ignorance when they say stuff like that yeah and I mean, if you have the energy to entertain that conversation, sure. But I was just going to ask, because if you were hanging around people that are still like that, then no. I can, you know, pick up some new friends, you know, because if I just I think that, again, one thing about just moving closer to Christ, as we've talked about um, a lot and extensively is this why does this define why why does my race such a big defining factor to you and when those things continue to perpetuate themselves in like you know your relationships with certain people and they're not they don't really care about who you are at the core of it i think that's when we need to start asking god for some better friends you know what i mean like because that it's it's a backhanded like it's not a compliment at all it's it's very backhanded and the thing is when you let people if they're friends get away with it they're going to keep doing it it's ignorance. It's, you know, not knowing. Um, I'm screaming. Um, it's also not knowing, but also I, I'm starting to notice like now with a lot of people getting into like um, just more educating themselves, like their tone just changes. You know what I'm saying? Especially if you're talking to someone that's like all black or even black and white, they their tone starts to change as much as their um uh, educated you know what i'm saying like and when people say oh you act you act white it's because they want to stick to whatever the the black stereotype is and like oh you have to talk like this or you have to you can't uh like if you ever see somebody with high posture oh they just so uppity uppity but why would i want to slouch you know what i'm saying maybe that's just your personality maybe that's just who you are you're so right janae and that is how people are and i think as the body of Christ and as Black people, that we just have to, again, have grace for those people when they say ignorant things, um, because again, they're most likely talking about out of experience or lack of experience, but also, we also need to choose about who we let get close to us. And I think with that needs discernment. I mean, the Bible talks about iron sharpens iron. It talks about bad company crooks, good morals. It talks about friendships all throughout the Bible. And we want friendships that edify us, that build us up, not break us down. So Mo, that makes me really glad that you do not have any people who are still saying those things to you because we're all grown now. Like that energy's dead. So we really don't need it in our friendships and our relationships. And we don't really need anything that tears us down or builds insecurity in places where we are supposed to walk in authority. Well, with that being said, that concludes our episode today of how the black community has hurt us personally. Thank you guys for joining. We really appreciate you. Please feel free to go on our Instagram page and tell us how your own personal community has potentially hurt you or caused some type of conflict within yourself or, you know, engage with us that way as well by voting, by just engaging with what we're posting and give us a follow. We thank you guys. God bless you. Have a great day. Stay safe and we will see you next week. Well, hey, I hope you guys enjoyed this as much as I did. Uh, I'm Jay Michael. You can follow me on Instagram, 22 underscore J Mike, and I hope to kick it with y'all soon. What's up, y'all? This is Devin. Follow me on IG at underscore Fun Design Studios. Holla. 
All right, take care, guys. You can add me on Instagram at ja3ys.547. ja3ys.547. Once again, I'm Jared Rice, and you guys can follow me on Instagram at Jared, that's J-A-H-R-E-D underscore Rice. That is R-I-C-E. My name is Rukia, once again, and you guys can follow me at Rue underscore TV. Once again, that is R-U-E underscore TV. <laughs> All right. <laughs> hey, guys, it's your boy Evans Russ again. Uh, you can catch me on Instagram at hisfaithfulness7. And lastly, you can find me, Teresa, on Instagram at Teresa Brianna Burleson. 